A good winter. Ah. Lilui Nishmas Imi Marosi Rizmas Mordechai. Today's share sponsored by Paris Achoydish Muliach. In honor of David Zlatnik F200, Akiva Sokowitz F94, Shalom Rand F202, Shmuli Davidowitz B202, and the official eight minute daf Yomi committee by Justin Ivry. I finally realized not his real name. Lilu Nishmas, Pinchas Aram ben Doiv Ber, Ulilu Nishmas Rivko Bashlami Cheskel Chaim. He is the individual, whoever seen him, I don't know, he ran into the house. Dropped off 60 glasses and kept on going. So if you know what he looks like, if anybody... Oh, I can go back to my video cameras. Now I'm thinking. Aha. Okay. Dear Belly, Gavriel Rokach, Gavriel Rokach says, He's been learning Daf Yomi since Psachim. Never thought I would be able to hold out this long, but thanks to you, I'm almost finishing my fifth Masechta. I'm not sure if you know what's going on here in England, but the country has gone mad. Everyone has been panic buying petrol, in parentheses, gas, for the past few days. Anyways, his wife told him she needs to fill up the car. So he pulls into line and he started learning the daf. And his brother says, what are you doing? People are going to cut you off. No, he almost finished the daf. He's just two cars away from the petrol station. And the worker comes out and he says, sorry, no more petrol. Then out of the blue, he looked at my car and said, I'm sure you saw that eight minute off magnet or something. He said, go ahead. As I filled my car with petrol, I watched at least 100 cars were turned away. I called my wife and told her, look what learning the daft does. Thank you for all your time and effort for giving these amazing streams. Good yontif. Call to Gabriel Rokach, Edgeware, England. Yisrael Goldstein, Mamish Moifsim, Rabbi Say Moifsim from the Daf. Just sharing a beautiful feeling last night. Listen to this beautiful feeling. Last night I came home late from Muncie's. I was up when the Rebbe started the shear. But about after 20 minutes, I was drifting off. So I went to sleep in the sukkah, but I kept the shear on in bed. There is no better, there's no better feeling laying in bed in the sukkah and learning about the three colors, blue, red, and green. Thanks very much for tucking me into bed. Your favorite Talmud. Now, I told A.B. I'm going to read his very, very first email. It's a very hush of one. He's a big balkish for this kid. Dear Rebelli, I miss you. Come back to Chicago soon. Sincerely, A.B. Joseph. By the way, that kid Akiva, everybody look over there. That kid is an amazing kid. He stayed up twice. At least I saw him in my house till after 12 a.m., I don't know what his parents are thinking. He's doing sponge on the porch. He go and schleps. It's unbelievable what this kid does. Unbelievable. Yeah, have a lot of cursor type thing. He cleaned everything from the pizza. He carries the pizza, he runs, he goes down the stairs, up the stairs. He's a machine. Push it a machine. Unbelievable. And he listens to the daf. <laughs> Boys, seriously, that sukkah was so unbelievable. I can't believe it's over. No? Every morning. What a... <laughs> now it's by you. It's unbelievable. Such beautiful breakfast. Such... And then, I got to say, you know, Ashana Rabba night, I took one for the team. When I was a kid, I was like probably six, seven years old. My father asked me if I want to go to show with him, Ashana Rabba. I don't remember the name, in Farakway, there's a Sulitzer Rebbe maybe, 
I don't remember. So there's some Rebbe there, next, like past the young Israel. It's on the same block as the young Israel, path. So he said, you want to come? I said, uh, no, I'm too tired. So I went to sleep. And then I woke up. What? No, no. Blumenkrantz is the other direction. I'm talking about. Right. So Blumenkrantz is that way. Young Israel is in the opposite direction. Anyway, I think it was the Sulitz Rebbe, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, I wake up in the middle of the night. And I, I felt really bad. Like this remorse. I'm not going to. So I told my mother, I want to go. I want to go. She didn't know what to do. She had kids at home. She couldn't take me. So she, she got a taxi. Probably the first time in my life I went in a taxi by myself. And I said, I'll go to the show. And this Russia, he stops and he picks up different people. And they were scary looking. This is Farakaway. They're sitting next to me. Anyway, I went to the show. So then when I got older, I said to myself, if I made such a sacrifice when I was six years old, I got to learn. So I, I took upon myself kind of like to learn. Everybody does it, but I like to learn at home the whole night. But this Shishan Rabbah was the exact opposite because I was so knocked out. Not only did I not learn the whole night, I woke up, the latest I've ever woken up in three years. Diving the nine o'clock minion, it was unbelievable. So good, schmack. <laughs> Took one for the team. Okay. Who? Yeah, Tom Levy. Where were you? But you were here for Yantif. Givaldic. Ari, what are you doing here? Welcome, Ari. He was here three years ago. He's here back. He's back after three years. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, so anyways, it says like this. He sent the YouTube video announcing the sponsorship to the father of the boys. Remember those boys that are having surgery, they had it on Yantif. And the father wrote back, or the father wrote back, this is brought tears to my eyes. Incredible. Doing this for us is more important than any amount of money. I have watched this video now several times. I'm going to show it to Rafi as well, a five-year-old who longs to visit Israel. All he talks about is going to Israel one day. I told him he will go someday, I promise. I keep my promises. Anyways, he goes on to say that the, the shear has ripple effects that you don't know. Like, like the guy that, that came back from collecting Zdaka Shmuel and it inspired him. That story inspired this guy that wrote the email. In different ways, he doesn't want me to say what, it's anonymous. But anyway, wishing yourself, your family, Ndiwai Stav, the whole Ndiwai Chevra, a Piskatov, a year with overabundance of Gizunt, Nachas, Panos, Atzloch, and all good things. Amen. Apparently, we're not all strangers, everyone looking out for each other. Kol Yisrael, Raven, Zelazem, maybe Zoycha, through the Ndiwai Shir and the family, be able to bring all of Klai Yisrael together, Bimheraviyameinu. Again, please have these boys in mind in your tefillahs. This procedure is set for this week, Be'ez Hashem. And his grandfather just wrote, I didn't have time to print, but the grandfather of these children said, he is now joining the daf, this whole thing, and he's going to get other people, Be'ez Hashem. All right. There's a Rebbe there. There's a Rebbe. Do we have time to read this? Okay, we'll read it tomorrow. We have more. Beautiful stuff. Pictures. Okay. Next time, Rabbi Isai, Givaldika, Easy Light Sugya. We're starting brand new Mishnah. Perfect time to start. Daf Koyach, Chof Ches Omer Al. Says the Mishnah, sponsored. L'Rafur Shleim Avram Yosef Ben Chana, the official Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Oymir Shaykel Adam Basar, Keneged Akli, Oy Keneged Akoypetz. Okay? In those days, they used to 
whey meat. Now this wasn't easy, this picture. This is matzah yon. I did this, I designed this whole thing. There's something in the middle. I put this circle there. I'll show you why in a second. They used to wait. Now, obviously, back in the day, you know, if you, you all have seen this, they have these weights that go on this side. Well, that's also. If you could do it with a big shinoi, like putting a, a nice large knife, a cleaver, then it's okay. Or a cleave. You take something that weighs a pound, a soup pot, and you put it on the other side. You never do that in the weekday. So if you do that, then you can do it on Yontif. You can't touch this thing. Don't go close. What does that mean? Michael Liker. See, this thing is hanging from the ceiling. You don't want the mice to get to it. So use it as a shelf. You can't even use it as a shelf. You can't use it as a shelf. If it's hanging from this ring on the ceiling, so now it looks like a scale. People don't know why you're putting the meat on there. They think you're putting the meat because you're trying to weigh something on yonder. They don't realize you're trying to protect it from the mice. However, let's say it's laying on the floor. Then of course you could put it on the, on the scale. Nobody's going to think anything. So you have a professional. He takes a piece of meat. And he, he, real, he said, oh, this is 2.4 pounds. And he, and he takes weights and he goes like this. And he, he realized exactly how much this piece of meat weighs. That I don't need. I need meat and weights. And if he's a, he's a pro, he knows how to figure this out. Let's say he has a measuring cup. He fills it up with water. He fills up half. Then he puts a piece of meat into it. And the water goes up a few lines. And then he says, okay, that's five pounds. I believe it's very difficult to figure that out. Not everybody can read those lines. You know why? Because the meat has bones, has this, has that. You have to, you have to know what you're doing. Think about it. In those days, you bought a piece of meat. How are you schlepping home the piece of meat? They didn't have cardboard boxes. They didn't have plastic bags. How are you schlepping home the piece of meat? They made a nice little handle in the meat. They would cut it out. They cut, stick your hand in. And you grab the piece like, like, like a suitcase. You walk in the street. How else? There's no plastic. There's no suitcases. Nothing. Man, I guess they had uh, baskets. They had certain things. Okay. I mean, we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We live in a... Imagine if they, if they woke up, they came back to this generation, and they'll be in... But even if they go into pomegranate, they see the meat is on a thing, and it's like that, and the, the steaks are like... The plastic, the, the vacuum pad, the... the, the they don't know what's flying. Unbelievable. We take it for granted. <laughs> if you could poke a hole, I don't know how you do that. I never tried. It would seem extremely difficult. But if with your finger you could like poke a hole into the meat, that's okay. And then Rashi goes in to say, this is This looks like uh, something you do in the weekday. Can't do it. But with your finger, it's okay. You, you're not allowed to leave the basr shen asalam if you have meat that wasn't watched over. Maybe they switched it out. Like that famous story that Halavayat happened. Didn't have, I mean, it's a message from Like the guy in the plane, he went to wash his hands on the plane 
and he came back and he realized that he had his sandwich, so he didn't eat it, he put it aside. So then the guy next to him, the gentleman next to him said, Sir, Rabbi, I noticed you didn't eat your sandwich, why don't you eat your sandwich? He says, oh no, we have a law that when you, if you don't watch your sandwich, you can't eat it. He says, oh, when you left, I stuck a piece of pork in there. I wanted to see what happens to a rabbi eats pork. Kids, sir, we, we sat over the maisa once and somebody said it's a baloney maisa. Rabbi Yomitsky's grandson is here. Where is he? No, he's not here. We'll ask him. Oh, here he is. Yoel, is it true? Yoel Steiner's a grandson. No. Right with Rabbi Yomitsky. He doesn't want to say anything. No. Did not happen with Rabbi Yomitsky. I'm telling you. It was baloney. I said Badafka, that, by the way. No. Yoel, true. Do they say it about your grandfather? Never heard that one. He doesn't want to put you on the spot. The story, I, no, they said it's a battle of Magachir or Shiva somewhere. Then we found that. It's a Gishmak in Maisa. I don't think Rabbi was never on a loan plane. And he wouldn't be over on buses in Zamanah. He wouldn't leave his sandwich. And he didn't need, okay, whatever. They never identified. It's a great story. Well, you are allowed to make a special simon in the meat. And of course, Avram, Avram Weisvish, we have a picture of him soon. Here's the, here's the simon that they used to make. And if you're looking at your Rashi, there's a little picture there. Not exactly sure why Rashi felt in this particular case to put a picture. But if you want to know what a triangle looks like, look in Rashi. Now, my Chavrusa asked me, how come my Rashi, he asked me if I put, if I scribbled inside. So I looked in, at his, his is a triangle with a, it looks like it's hollow. So I just told him, maybe people think that you have to hollow it out. Like a real triangle, like one of those triangles you put when your car gets broke, you know, it breaks down on the higher. So mine, they filled it up. The whole thing, here, Reverend Weiser sent me a picture of a, I don't know how you do it, like to every piece of meat. Could you do it to ribeye also? Like certain things just wouldn't work out. Here, triangle, like this. Here. Sort of a triangle. Look, it's not going to be... Rashi's a real triangle. This is more practical with me. How are you going to... So when you, when, you, when you bring this home, when your wife sees this, she realizes, okay, this, this was shamur, this is kosher, it's like a plumba. Fine. Two friends. Now it's interesting, I saw... I don't know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this today in Rav Zilberstein Sefer on this sugya. He brings this Gemara and he says that they were brothers. And I, I, I think it's a mistake. I don't know. Okay, I ain't shaman Rav Zilberstein, but Rav Chiyav Rav Shem Rebbe, Shoiklim Mono Kenegid Mono They divided stuff up. So what did they do? They put it on a scale. They put a portion against a portion. You get one, I get the other. Keman. This doesn't go like anyone we know. Why? You could do so only like here. You're going to put a piece of meat on one side and, a, and, a, and something else, something heavy on the other side. You can't, you can't do it with meat. You can't put two pieces of meat, one or the other, because that's what you do in the weekday if you're dividing stuff up. Rabbanon say you can't even hide it from mice. You can't use the scale at all. So, 
who do they go like? Iru da'avad to Rabbi Yeshua. They went with a third sheet called Rabbi Yeshua, the sign of Yeshua Oimer, Shaiklin mana, kinegin mana biyantav. You could weigh one piece of meat against another piece of meat and divide it. Omer Rabbi Yosef, Allah, Rabbi Yeshua, I'll prove to you that Allah is like this sheeta, like Rabbi Chiyah, Rabbi Shim, Rabbi did, because there's an anonymous Mishnah in Bukhayas like that. It's not, and it says in the Mishnah, Sulaim, Gdashim, and awesome like this. So it goes like this, Rabbi Yosef, very, very passionate. If you have a, a carbon, let's, let's say you have a shlamim that has a, a mum. And it's a defect, you can't bring it on the Mizbech. So what do you do? You redeem it. The halacha is that since who's going to benefit from you redeeming it for the most money? Hegdash. Now, at the end of the day, it's a little schwer, okay, but Hegdash doesn't really because... They will. Because the more money you get, the more you're going you're gonna to flip it into the next town. They're going to gain. At the end of the day, they're going to gain. Fine. However, how do you get the most money? By weighing the meat, like a butcher weighs the meat. But that's disrespectful to Kachim. We allow that to happen. Now, when the animal has a psal and you redeem it, it loses most of its gdusha. You could eat the animal, you could sell it to, to regular people. It has a little bit of, teeny bit of gdusha, you can't work it, you can't shear its, uh, its wool. But for the most part, it's not Kaddish anymore after you redeem it. But we allow you to sell it and, and, and disrespect it, so to speak, put it on a scale like, like people throw around the meat in a butcher shop, even though it's kachim, so that hegdish, the base hegdish will benefit at the end of the day. They'll make more money. When it comes to Bukhar, we were just discussing Bukhar the other day. Firstborn, who does it go to? The kain. Base hegdish is not going to gain anything. So if you allow the Bukhar to be, if you, there's no reason to disrespect the meat of Bukhar and Meiser. Because at the end of the day, the only person benefiting it is a, is a civilian, not, not to be some Igdash. It's just a Kayin. So it says like this, P'sulah HaMikdashim and Asim HaMikdash. The benefit goes to be some Igdash. But Shaiklin, when it comes to Bukhar, Shaiklin mana kineged mana bebukhar. You could weigh a, one portion opposite another portion on the scale. Now Bukhar, we just said, we don't allow you to weigh on a scale. Because you can't disrespect the Bukhar. There's no reason to disrespect. But we said on the flip side, you could weigh one portion against another portion. So you see that a portion, two portions being weighed by a Bukhar is not a big deal. It's not disrespectful. We allow it by a Bukhar. We don't allow you to weigh it with weights. So Mela, from here you see this halacha like Rabbi Shua. It's not disrespectful. It's not something you do. Says the Gemara, what's the connection? The Dimalai. We're talking about Yantif. Could you weigh on Yantif? And bring a raya from Bukhar. We allow it in Bukhar. Amen. Rabbi Shua says, by us, by Yantif, there's no, you're not, you're not embarrassing anything. Maybe Rabbi Shua won't agree that you let away one portion against another portion. Maybe that's considered bizarre. Over here, we're not talking about bizarre. Over here, we're talking about a malacha. Is it considered over the dechal? Is it something you do during the weekday? Not. It's not about bizarre. It's not about disrespecting it. 
Can't bring a ride from Bukhar to over here because over here we're talking about over there we're talking about Kachin. So the Gemara just goes into this. You're telling me that Rabbi Chiyav, Rabbi Shimon, why, why were they measuring like that? You take one half pound, I'll take a half a pound. What's the difference? Why, why are we sitting there with the scale? Who does something like that? There was seven fish. They came to the house of Rebbe. Rebbe grabbed five fish. Rebbe Shem Rebbe got his two, and he got five. And even though it was his father, Rebbe Shem Rebbe was his father, he didn't care. Yeah, there's a whole need on now. You're allowed to take food without permission. If, the, if, the, if you know the person doesn't care, okay. Omar Apop. Let's, let's change up the names a little bit. It's either Rebchia, but not Rebchim Berebi. Rather, it, the, the second one, the partner over here, is Rebchimol Berebi. So they were more Makbid. Or if you want to go with Rebchim Berebi as, as one of them, so you have to go with Barkapara. But Rebchia and Rebbe, uh, Rebchim Berebi were good friends. They weren't Makbid with each other. They had a lot of. I think the Rashi says that they loved each other. So Melo, it doesn't make sense that they sat there with a scale and measured to the, to the ounce. Zog the... Yeah. Well, what? Ah, like that. Yeah, okay. I hear. But at the end of the day, the, the Gemara uses the names, just not the two of them together. Okay, the official Mishnah sponsored by official Rufushlim of Braino, Bas Yantadvar. Ein Mashkizin Esasakin Biontif. You cannot sharpen a knife on Yontif. So, very interesting. So, first of all, let's see if I have. Rabbi Avram Weisfish, of course, sent me a picture of himself. Sharpening a knife. Here we go. This is what it's not the greatest picture of Avram. He is sharpening. No, this is a reflection of his tie. It looks good. It's great. It looks like he's cutting his tie. (laughs) Yeah. So that's picture number one. Very interestingly, this Sadiq right over here sends me an email. I don't know if it was on purpose. I've, let's assume it was on purpose. That he, he went ahead in the daft, three daft ahead, and just so happened to send me this picture. If it's not on purpose, it's a huge coincidence. Yoel Kramsky from Detroit. It says, the subject, all it says is, Yoel Kramsky from Detroit doing the daft. And it says, He's showing me that he's doing the daft. What's interesting about the picture is that he has... The video playing here, the cord is around the knife, you know, one of these knives, and a bunch of pulkis over here. But what is he doing over here? Look at look what he's doing. He's sharpening a knife. It's a crazy cord. I got this literally a few hours before Yontif. He's sharpening the knife right here. So I don't know. I think it was a coincidence. I don't think he did it on purpose, but I hope that it's a much better story.
But yeah, we're down like Kafschus, but Rabbi say, you think I'm gonna let you <laughs> do this whole sugi like this? A picture of a guy cutting his tie? No way. I want to show you something very interesting. Mm. Let me see here. Where's my bag, Yeshua? Oh no. Do you have, is there a bag? Did he bring a bag over there? He slept the bag. Where's the bag? Now he's getting, I don't need it now. It should be here. Where is it? Okay. Stuff is scary stuff. Look at this. This is a shechita knife. No, where's that? Where's that bag? Did he bring it? Is there a bag over there in the kitchen? I'll go get it myself. Somebody call Yeshua, ask him, please, ask Yeshua what he did with my bag that he brought here. Where is it? So where is it? He's not here. He's not here. He's just not here. So that this is a this is a, a chicken knife. Yeah, call him. It's okay. Put it on. I need I need that thing. That's the main part. The stones. Where is it? Okay, good. So this red boy side is what they shuck chickens with. This costs about two hundred fifty dollars. This knife, but. I'm not showing you this one. This is just, this is child's play. What I want to show you is this knife right over here. I didn't need that. You guys need this. All right. This is a knife. Oh. Shkoyach Yeshua for putting that in the kitchen. Right where I wanted it. Bad. This is also child's play. Let me show you a real knife. This, they shecht lamb with. Thank you. See this? Unbelievable. But this is, this is garnished. Because we're talking, we're talking about sharpening knives here. Now we're talking. <laughs> this, Rabbi Yisai, this cuts. This, I'm scared to look at this. This probably killed a hundred thousand cows. Over this is thirty years old. A real shaykhet, the neighborhood shaykhet. So anyway, it comes. It doesn't come very sharp. And what they do is, they have a whole thing with with these stones. Here, let me show you if I can. Here, hold this a second. <laughs> this knife, Rabbi Isai, cost over $750. It's made, made by a, a Frumyid. He's not alive anymore. Let me see. Hold on. I don't... I got to put this away. From, you know what? You take out these stones. Come here. Okay. So... <laughs> What is this? Why did you bring this to Sheer? <laughs> Here, pull it out. Let's see what happens. No, no, no. Is it sharp? No. Does he know what he's doing? We don't need an injury here on live Sheer. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. Michael. I believe, I don't know the exact. 
You want to fight? This is not what you, you know what? This is good. We're going to leave this for later. This is Shamnunas. Great. But, anyways, you take this stone. And you go like this. I'm not going to do it, but you go back, forth, something like this. And then you do it on the other side. And then they have a whole series of, of these stones. These are nice, expensive stones. No water, no water. I don't know water. They have, they have different things. And that's how, this is Hashchaza. You go like this. I, I don't know the exact motion. Don't, don't quote me. The bottom line is it becomes extremely, extremely sharp. And then it's pretty gross. If you ever watch it, they take their thumb, they take their nail and they go. I don't recommend it to anybody. And that's what we're discussing here. Could you do this on Yantif? Says the Mishnah, You could go like this, one and the other. Okay. What, what is this, a, a TV show? We're learning Gemara here. Amar Hold on for him. <laughs> Is that okay? Y'all safe? You good? Now he's going to take all those and make a whole thing out of that. Okay. Okay, so very, very simple sugya. I made it a little bit more confusing than than the sugi itself. Stam for the, for the fun. I, I can't put this down. I have to hold it. You know, let me let me get rid of this for a second. I hope this guy's not watching this year. He's like chalishing. I have his knife. They had it for thirty years. He's the guy that uh, that shechted the the sheep for us. They bought us a sheep. Bought me a sheep for mesechtas. No, Chulun was yeah, Chulun. They brought a sheep into the into the siyum. And, it, and then he just grabbed it and he shechted it on the spot outside and Abi stole the meat. So it says like this. Yeah, leave it. It doesn't hurt. Basically, we, we have four, four simple sayings here. Now that you can leave. Leave that out because I'm going to need that. Evan Osir. To do it with a stone like this is Osir. So what we can learn from that is, and the Gemara says, what does it mean? What's Osir? What part is Osir? L'chadid, to, to sharpen. Which would mean that if it's wood, it would be allowed to even sharpen. If a stone is Osir, to do what? To sharpen. So wood is mutter to sharpen. Or, we learn this, wood is mutter, to do what? Shamnunis. So Shamnunis, you see this grossness on the factor knife? Dr. Factor is a, is a plastic surgeon. And this is what his tools look like. I don't, you're a mile. <laughs> yeah. Only for adults. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I hope nobody heard that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to say it, but we're alive. You said it. Great. I hope nobody heard it. Eitz mutter, to take off the grease, the terrible stuff that Dr. Fa- Again, Dr. Factor left this on his knife. This is what he has. Fine. 
listen, this won't kill you, but it'll give you, you'll need a tetanus shot afterwards or something. Fine. Now, based on just this line that you're allowed to use wood, it comes out that a stone is usher, but we only know one halacha. For, for the grease, only to take, even to take off grease. Fine. Next. Then we have, it's also lahashchiz, meaning you're not allowed to sharpen. And the Gemara tells us that it's for sharpening. Lahashchiz, you can't use a, a sharpening stone, one of these guys, to sharpen. But it comes out that if you use your friend, you use another knife, that's mutter. And then finally we say, you, on top, using a friend is mutter, so what comes out from that? What does it mean? Mutter to do what? To sharpen or grease? Grease. If so, if you're going to use a sharpening stone, then grease is also. Those are the four things. Let's see it inside. I know it's more confusing than it is. This that we said you can't sharpen on yontiv means doing professionally. Here's beautiful. I can't believe you let me have all these. He's using them. He's going to work tomorrow morning. You got to get it to him tomorrow morning. This is Mashcheza 7. Literally, this is what they did in those days that they do today. And when you buy these knives, they don't come sharp. They come very dull and they sit there for hours. Back, forth. There's a, a story I'll say for the guys in Borough Park. What's his name? Right, yeah, it's one of those. The Belimailach. What's his last name? Lezins. He came to, to, to a certain shul and all the shaykhdom came out to show him his ni- the knives. You know what? It's not even for here. It's for later. That you, the halacha is that you, uh, you have to show the knife to Chacham. Okay, we'll say this. Jump the story. We'll say it now. Because I'm going to forget it later. So what, what did they do? They knew he was coming. So they all ran and they started sharpening the knives real good. And then they showed it to him. There's one shaykhat that said to himself, listen, why should I act differently than I act with the Rabbi Yishlam? When he's not here, I don't sharpen it that. It's good enough for, for, for Hashem. I'm going to leave it as is and show it to him. So he showed him the knife and he looked at it and he said, oh, if it's good enough for Hashem, it's good enough for me. Ah, uh, you're not going to see this, you don't have. Okay. <laughs> and all as he had Ruch HaKoytis, she knew... The mission is only talking about the professional way. This is what you're not allowed to sharpen a yontif with this. But if you just want to use a piece of wood, that's okay. That's enough of a shinoi. Doesn't look like over the chal. We're fine. Omar, Rabbi Yehudah Meshmuel, another way. Hold the Amish 11, Asur. This, that. Oh, now, sorry, we're going into Ravuna. Ravuna said, Evan. Now, what, what's Asur in Evan? Oh, the Amish 11, Asur. That's only the sharp. Just to remove a little bit of the, it's like, it's like washing a, a knife on, on, on it's, it's mutter on Yantav. You're allowed to take off the fat. Michlal, the Bishal 8, Afilu Chadan and Ami Mutter, comes out that if you're using, it's only Osir to use a stone to sharpen, but if you're using, and Shamnunis is Mutter even on a stone, meaning when it comes to wood, it's even to sharpen is Mutter. Afilu Chadan and Ami Mutter. 
some say this goes on the end. Michelle eight mutter. It says in the Mishnah you're allowed to use. No, it doesn't say in, in Ravuna it says Shalait's mutter. You're allowed to use wood. Omar Rav Yehud, Omar Shmuel, on that he says, You're allowed to use wood. Don't think to yourself that you're allowed to use the wood for everything, even to sharpen it. No, it's only to remove the fat. So this gives us huge chumr here. With wood it would be aser to sharpen the knife. And then from there I'm going to be even more. The worst of the worst. According to this diuk, it comes out that to remove the fat, which really constitutes cleaning a knife on, cha- on Yontif, would be also to clean the fats off the knife with a stone. The mamish looks like People will think, why are you using this? If you saw somebody cleaning a knife with one of these, what would you think? You think you're sharpening. So mainly, even though your intent was to remove the, the fats, it's still awesome. And some say on the Mishnah, it says in our Mishnah, you can't sharpen a knife. The Olisar is to sharpen all the Havish and Nusim Mutter. If you remove the fats, it's Mutter, Mechlal, Dagavi Chaverto. Comes out that one knife on another knife, Afil Chadanami Mutter, that nobody thinks anything. It's not over the Chal. Nobody does that typically on a weekday. It's crazy to do it. You probably ruin both of your knives. So, Melis Mutter. Big in the Mazda Seifa. Our Masiyah It says in the Mishnah, our Mishnah, the one line Mishnah, you're allowed to use its friend, you're allowed to use knife on top of knife. The whole heter to use another knife is to remove the dirt from the knife. It's also to sharpen. You hear there's four ways to be medayik. Bottom line, four ways to be medayik. Comes out that if you're using a, a, a real stone, even, and this is the chumr that we had before from the Bryce, the same thing comes out that to remove fat from a knife on Yantav with a stone is also because people think that you're sharpening it. Mantanam is also. Who says that you're not allowed to sharpen a knife? Now, what's the answer? So, in the Mishnah, I should have pointed it out. Why is it also to use a knife to sharpen a knife? What's this, sir? Where's this, sir? I, 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 I do that all the time. I get all excited to show you the picture and the thing, and I forget the dalach. Dalach is because it's a machshire. It's a machshire oichlem. You're allowed to cook on Shabbos, but you're not allowed to make the knife to cook on Shabbos. On Yontif, sorry, did I say you're allowed to cook on Shabbos? You're not allowed to cook on Shabbos. Sorry. There's a whole group of people now in New York that cooking on Shabbos. Ali said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to cook on Yom Tov for Eichel Nefesh. But Machshiri Eichel Nefesh, the step before that is not Mutter, says Rabbi Yudah. Or Rabbi Yudah, like Rabbi Yudah, sorry. Sanya in Ben Yom Tov Shabbos, Eichel Nefesh, Yudah. Yudah, Mater, Machshiri Eichel Nefesh. Yudah says, You're allowed to sharpen a knife for Eichel Nefesh. So maybe our mission doesn't go according to Rabbi Yudah. Omele Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, Shinim Mishmach, Halach Rabbi Yudah. Rava says to his father-in-law of Chizda, is it true that you say that Allah is like Yudah? That it's permitted. He's b'chulik on the Mishnah. You're allowed to do machshiri yoichel on Yantif. You're allowed to sharpen a knife in order to get food to cook on Yantif. Yes, halavai, I did. In fact, you should always say these beautiful things in my name. Oh, my Rebbe Nechemya, brother of Yosef. 
So Rav Nechemia, the son of Rav says, I saw Rav. Vahava, koma aber, nasakina puma didikula. He was sharpening the knife on a basket. We just turned to Chav Chesom and Beis, sponsored by the, for the MDY, by the MDY Telegram. For all those who need to do Chumar for Sinshuas, please join us at the Hillam 8mindaf.com. Sponsored by Natan Koshnud. For his for my children, I call of Ben Devorah in Yisrael, Yaakov Ben Devorah. Should do well in our Yisrael. Have a cheshek for Torah, mitzvahs, and your Shemayim. So I said, I see him going like this, back and forth on the basket. So I ask, so I ask him, What are you doing over here? It's one of the two things. Are you sharpening a knife or are you trying to clean the knife? He lied to him. said, I'm trying to remove the oil. And I saw. I could tell. So why did he ask him? He wanted to hear the halacha from him. I could, look, guys cleaning, there's one way to clean. You go back and forth this way. And there's another way when you only do the edge. That's sharpening. I, I, I could tell that he's, that he's, he's sharpening. Because Sovar, halacha, ve'ein moyim came. The halacha is that you're permitted to sharpen it, but you don't tell people. You don't tell anybody. So, uh, because at the end of the day, it's a very delicate halacha. Why? Rabbi Yehuda allows machshiri oichel. You hear God? Machshiri oichel. Rabbi Yudha permits doing a malacha to get to the knife so that I have food. But only, only when you couldn't do it before Yankov. So start telling people, start telling regular folks, Amaratzim, you're allowed to sharpen the knife, but only on condition that you couldn't sharpen it before Yankov. Okay, no, it's going to get lost. And Mamela, don't tell people about this halacha, just say it's awesome to sharpen the knife. It's also to do this uh, uh, an avoid, uh, like that. I was in front of Rabbi. Another, like a sharpening stone. And I told him the same exact story. What are you trying to do, Rebbe? You're trying to sharpen it or remove the oil? Again, he lied to him. He said, You see from here that you're allowed to lie for these kind of things. Said, no, I'm trying to clean the knife. Even to another gadol, he didn't tell him. I could tell that he was trying to sharpen the knife. And Rabbah held that, that the Allah is you're allowed to sharpen, that's why he sharpened, but you don't tell the common folk. Could you go to the Maidach Mizich? No, they're going to make fun of me now. I forgot the name. Are you allowed to go to the Chacham to show me a knife? Again, because you cannot use a knife unless the Chacham saw it. Make sure it doesn't have a nick and it's kosher. Rav Mori, could you go on Yontif? So the Shaila is, Rashi again talks about Uvda Dechal. Others say that's Mesach Mana. It's, you have a knife that you can't use, and when you go to the Chacham, it becomes mutter to use. It's like uh, taking truma semizers on Shabbos Yant. Rav Mori, we read the Rav Bizna Shari. Rav Boron Asri. Machloikis. 
Rabbi Yosef Omar, Talmud Chacham Royal Atzmoy. If you yourself are a Talmud Chacham, you have the right to look at the knife and check it and say that's kosher. And then you allow other people. So you have a trick here. Since you can't go to the Rav on Yantiv, and you don't have a knife, so what do you do? You go to the Rav that has a knife and he'll check his own knife and then he'll lend it to you. You have a knife that became dull. You're allowed to sharpen it. It's still, it works. You're just making it better. So that's mutter. It's only if you're able to use it like pushing hard and it'll work. But once it stops working, then you're not allowed to sharpen it because now you're creating a new knife. You have all these things. You have a knife <coughs> that has a nick in it. You have a skewer that broke. You have a ton of a kirayim. Where's the ton of a kirayim? Oh, here. Oh. But be careful with these guys. They're, your brothers, they're next door neighbors. You got to be very careful. Okay, so where do we have? We have a tanur and a kirayim. They're the same thing, basically. This is a, a single burner. Kirayim one pot. Kirayim is plural. Kirayim two. Same thing. The point is, I'm doing here uh, a machshir to get to whatever I need to get. I need to remove the coals. Clean it out. I need to sharpen up the knife. Sharpen up my, my skewer. Are you allowed to? The only difference between Shabbos and Yantif is the fact that you're allowed to cook food for Oichel Nefesh. On Yantif. Rebu the Matir Af, Machshiri Oichel Nefesh. Rebu the holds, even the step before is motor like sharpening the knife. My time at the Tanakhama. Why do they say sharpening the knife is also? Omakro, who levado yasa lochem. So we had this already a number of times in the Masechta. We're talking about Oichel Nefesh. What's the Pasuk? Ach Hashem Nefesh. Hu levadoi, only Oichel. Linefesh, food. That's the only thing you're allowed to. Hu v'loi machshirov. The food, okay, but not the knives. It says in the Pasuk, Lochem. Lochem l'chol tzorcheichem. So now that you want to explain. They learn from the who, he learns from the Lochem. Why? But what are they going to do? It says lochem. It's for your benefit. Whatever you need. Also something that we had. You're allowed to cook for your family, but not for the non-Jew. But what are they going to do? What's Rabbi going to do? It says who? Only food, not knives. Rabbi will explain. And here he explains the halacha that he said. Yes, you're permitted even the hechsher even the step before, even the knife, provided that you didn't have a choice in the matter. You couldn't do it before Yantif. And that's a very tricky thing. That's why you see that Rabbi didn't want to say this halacha. And who else was it that didn't want to say this halacha? Rava. Rava and Rabbi both didn't want to say this halacha because it's complicated. You have to know could you, were you able to do this before Yontif or not? Everybody's going to say, yeah, I couldn't do it. That's why, Rebbe, I'm, I'm, I'm sharpening my knife now because I, I couldn't. I didn't have the knife before. Okay, 
Omer Avi I want to bring a shaput, I forgot. I don't even know if I had one. But anyway, a piece of metal, skewed, bent. Also, the talk to me, you're not allowed to strain it out. You can do it with your own hand. You don't need to take a special, uh, like uh, like uh, fixing a horseshoe. You need all these tools. And a, no, you take, it's a little, anybody could bend it. A kid could bend it. Even so, you're not allowed to do it on Yontif. You take a skewer and you put it on the, barbie, on the grill. What does it look like when it's done? It's kind of gross. So it becomes mukta. Also, you're not allowed to do anything with it. Oh, so we have to remember this. The sukh is brought down a few times in Shas. And it's very, very interesting. The first time that I had the sugya with the Chevra is on the second day of the Shir. I don't remember from them. And I don't think I made a chart yet. But the second time we had it, I don't remember what Masechta was, but we had it again. And that chart is from them. That what? Rev Malkiyoi, there's two, two Amaroi. One is Malkiyoi and one is Malkiyo. Malkiyo and Malkiyoi. So Rev Malkiyoi says that the Shapud, the skewer, comes with Allah. Now, from the words, you wouldn't really understand 100% what's going on here. But Rashi explains that your metaltal. Uh, no, you don't touch it. You're not touching the, the skewer. You take something else, you push the skewer into the corner quickly, and that's how you get rid of it. It's put it and thrown in the corner, but not with your hand. Provided that has kazai's boss, or if it has a little meat on it, then you let it push it. But if it doesn't have any meat on it, then even with another kli, you cannot push it into the corner. Ravina Omar, your ladder move it. This is a sharp metal object. It could cause severe pain, even more than like stepping on a piece of Lego. If you step on one of these shapudim, it could like go deep into your foot. So it's no worse than a thorn. That you're allowed to move a thorn less than four amas. Stop, less than four amas. Keep on going, four amas until you get it out of the way. Like a piece of glass. What? No, it's most. Yeah, you just put, pulled it off the grill. It's full of fat and disgustingness. Nobody wants to look at it. Like a dirty plate. Because you need it. You're, gonna, you're saying you're going to use it again? If you're going to use it again, maybe. You're right. If you're going to need it again, yeah. Fine. Omer Avchina B'Reda Raviko. Shapud. Shapud. Shvachos. Vigumois. Rav Malkiyoy. So here it is. We want to make a simon. We have two very similar Amaraim in Shas. And here are the six halachs that they said. Three and three. Shapud, Shvachais, Gumais, Bloyrus, Afer, Gvina. Now, why are they blue and red? Because that's the next, the Pshan and the Gemara is all the blues 
is, a, is a, from the Amaroim, and the reds are from the Tanoim. Mishnayis and Brises. So he says like this. Let's, let's try to get, we have time a little bit. So we'll try to say what, what these things mean. They're cool halachas. Shapud, Shvachos, Vigumos. Shapud is what we just said, right? Shapud, according to Ramakir, said that if you have a skewer, you push it with another clear something into the corner. Shvachos is that if a woman has a, even a hundred slaves, she comes into the marriage with a lot of slaves, the husband could make her work, force her to, to, to do something with her life and not sit back. And Rashi says, very interesting, women who are bored, Brings them to, to znus and bad things. So that's why you can tell your wife, get a job. Even, yeah, I know that you don't have to work because you have all, you have a trust fund and you have all these servants, but I don't want you to be a prutza. Fine. Gumas. When it comes to what? No, with this, you take this and then you talk. Fine. I hope my wife is watching this. Ah. <laughs> Your wife works, his doesn't. And that's the. I don't know what to say about my wife. I'm not just gonna. <laughs> if she watches, she watches. Tomorrow she'll get a job. If she doesn't watch. Okay. Uh... Gumois. Now today's different. Today's different. They have anacles, they have this, they have to cook for Shabbos, they have a lot of guests. It's different. They're very busy. Shopping is uh, very busy. Gumois is, we know, Shtei Sairois makes a, a kid a gadol. If there's Gumois, there's pores, even if there's no Cyrus, you can tell that there was Cyrus there and they're a gadol. Bloiris, ooh, this is a good one. So I was looking for, the, I had a picture from a Masechta, I don't remember where it was. I looked through hundreds of pictures tonight, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I found a much better one. Bloiris, here it is. They used to shave. And leave like a, a pony in the back for Aved Zara. He's in the half share. Yeah. So. Right over here. Tattoo on his head. So the halacha is if you are a Jewish barber, you're not allowed to do this because this is Aved Zara. So you have to keep, you have to give him three fingers in all directions. The three fingers. You have to. Obviously, he's not going to use you again. Yeah, Shvach Maisa. But this is what you do. And just this Shabbos, I think it was Rabbi Sassman who was telling me, there's a bacher that the barbers here, there's a big, they have a dilemma because a lot of people do zero, zero. And if you're a barber from barber, halakhically you shouldn't be doing that. It could be Isidaraisa to cut off, to do zero, zero on somebody. And there's a bacher that was a very good barber, his, his Talmud, very good barber. And the guy said, on condition that you do these zero, zero, half the community likes the stuff. Kids are... It's the style now. They go, the buzz over here. And, that, and he, he said, no. He wouldn't, he wouldn't take the job. Lamai said, then they hired him. And those kids, they have to go to a different barber. He won't do that. But okay, anyway. Here's the halacha. You cannot give a guy here. Don't say it's his problem. It's his. No, you're helping him with the iser. And that's also. Okay. What else? Gvino. Oh, that was the halacha. That was, remember? I'm Schoenberg. From Avedizara, why is cheese from a non-Jew author? Because they coat it in lard. So I remember you discussed it with me back then. Fine. So that's that. Says the Gemara. 
Those are the halachas that belong to each one. Three for Rimakiyoi, three for Malkiyo. What did I skip? Afer, Afer. Afer is that if somebody has a wound, open wound, don't put in ashes there because when the wound heals and the ashes are in there, it leaves a mark and it'll look like tattoo. And it's awesome. Says the Gemara, Rav Papa Omar, let's read it again. Omar Rav Chinen Rehrerikis Shaput Shvachos Vigumos Rav Malkiyoi Bloyers Ever Miklum Gino Rav Malkiyo Rav Papa Omar Masnisinu Masnito. So that's Rav Papa says it goes by the Mishnah and the Brisa, which are the Reds are. And the blues, which are the Amorim, Amorim, are Remakiyai. So, Masnisim, Masnisim, Remakiyai. Shmaitzo, Remakiyai. Besimonach, how do you remember it? Masnisim, Malkaso. The Mishnah, the Reds, are Malkiyai, which is more feminine, not Malkiyai. Malkiyai is like a Malka, like a queen. My Benayu, Iki Benayu, Shvachas. Because Shvachais is in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah needs to be over here. This needs to be read. Now what happens to Afer? Does Afer go back to Remakiyai? Is it three against three? Or if I bring Shvachais over here, it becomes four against two. You're the Shailah. Remakiyai is all red. He gets the reds. So Shvachais goes into his column. Now what happens to Afer? Does Afer stay in his column or not? Rashi says, and I don't think I learned the pshat like that back in the day when I did this chart. So that's why I need a new chart for tonight. This is what Rashi says. I hope it's not too confusing. He says, Shvachais goes over here and Afer stays over here. So Rev Makio gets four. Loiris, Afer, Shvachis, Gvina. And Rev Makio gets only two, these two. Shapud and Gumois. Azoi learned, not everybody learns like Rashi, but that's how Rashi learns. Should we do a little bit more? What time is it? How, how, much, how, how long are we learning? It's late? Oh, Doilem's tired. Okay, fine. See you tomorrow, Bezer Shem.